Good afternoon, everybody, and Happy New Year. So welcome to the next Gradcracker webinar with CGI. CGI advertises their degree apprenticeships, placements and graduate opportunities on Gradcracker and has been working with us since the, well, over eight years now. It's been eight years, Mark, can you believe that? Um, so CGI is one of the largest independent information technology and process um, firms in the world. They have supported over 200 satellite missions into space. They have defended against 43 million cyber attacks on security and intelligent networks. And they also work with some of the world's leading banks. So today we're going to meet Mark and the grads and find out more about CGI, what they do and what you could do if you join them. Um, so Mark, if I can start with you, if you could give the audience a bit of an idea about your role at CGI and what the company does. Thanks, Carla. Um, so yeah, I'm Mark, Mark East. I work in the early careers uh, recruitment team. Um, so my role, I look after our kind of recruitment of, of all things early careers. So we have graduates, industrial placements and apprentices. Um, and I look after the, the kind of recruitment side of that. So finding the right people, bringing those people in, assessing them and, uh, and then bringing them into the, the organisation really is kind of my, my remit. Um, and what we do as a company, um, so we often say we're kind of the biggest company you've never heard of. So we are a very large company. We um, specialise in kind of systems integration, software development, cyber security. So lots of interesting and fascinating things, but all going in the background. So nothing on your kind of curry shelves or, or your supermarket shelves. So um, so that's kind of what we do. We specialise in the in the. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more detail about the specific roles and things in a moment. Yeah, perfect. Thank you very much, Mark. So what we're going to do now is just um, glide on and go through to the graduates and meet all the graduates at CGI. So I'm going to start with you, Esther. So could you introduce yourself to the audience and um, what you do, where you went to university and um, yeah, your role title at CGI, please? Yeah, cool. So hi, everyone. So I'm Esther. Um, I studied at the University of York, where I studied business management. Um, I joined CGI uh, September 2020, so a year and four months I've been at the company now. Um, I work in the project management office or the PMO where I um, sort of like manage the finances for a large program. It's like a global program um, where the client's HSBC, which is really cool. Um, and then did you want a fact about CGI as well? Yeah, give us a fact. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> okay. Um, so a cool fact about CGI is that uh, 90% of people who work for CGI um, actually have shares in the company. So we, we're all members of CGI rather than employees. So that's quite cool. That thing. is really cool. So what does that actually mean then? So do you get a say in how the businesses are run? You know, tell us a little bit more about that and why okay. it benefits you. So we kind of, so being like a member of the company means that you you sort of like you own it as well. So yeah. everyone sort of like works towards a common goal and rather than just sort of working for the company you you're like working for like the greater good of the company as well which is yeah that's really cool so positive thank you very much Esther on to you Jack so um your role at CGI where you went to university what you studied and your exciting fact yeah so uh my name is Jack Beale I studied computer science at Coventry University so technically speaking I believe I joined CGI way back when in 2019 as industrial placement student. So I sort of did a sandwich degree and had a year out and joined then. And then they clearly liked me enough to let me come back. So then I came back in uh, 2021, so on the cusp, I think. Um, and yeah, this is my second year now as a grad. Oh, an interesting fact, that was the other one. Uh, CGI have offices in over 40 countries. So as Mark said, we're the biggest company we've never heard of, but it's not just from the UK. We're a Canadian company originally and we're quite a, a global presence. 
Thank you very much, Jack. Uh, Will, last but not least, same questions. Uh, hi guys, uh, I'm Will. Uh, I studied physics for nuclear astrophysics at the University of Surrey. Uh, I joined as a grad in September 2019, so it's been two and a bit years. I've just finished the, the, the grad scheme. I work as a junior infrastructure engineer, so how we deploy code and, and config to, to lots of computers essentially is, is what I do on a daily basis and uh, my interesting fact is that recently a uh, CGI member in Finland drew the greatest snow drawing uh, recorded in Finland at 160 meters wide. <laughs> how did you just draw it? I have no idea. I, I think well, we had some volunteers they say there was 11 people doing it so uh, I suppose a lot of long nights was, would be my guess. Oh <laughs> I'm going to Google after that. I knew you were going to Google It's really pretty. <laughs> I'll have a look, I'll have a nosy. Mark, we need to get that on your hub. And um, Mark, I'm not I'm not forgetting your key facts, love. Go on, entertain um, us. Yeah, so, so my key fact. So we um we do lots of serious things as well as snow drawings at CGI. So um <laughs> over 43 million um cyber attacks on our military and secret service infrastructure every day. Um I can't believe there are that many every day, but we block yeah. them. So uh, so some really important stuff going on. Quite scary is that, but at least you're you're there keeping us all safe. That's the most important absolutely. thing. Cleverer people than me, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, never, never. Um, so what we're going to do now is uh, keep with you, Mark, if that's okay. Can you just tell the, the audience that are watching um, the opportunities that you've got open and currently live on Gradcracker, please? Can you tell us a little absolutely. bit more about those? Absolutely. Um, so we've basically got a few different routes that come under our early careers entry. Um, we have graduate opportunities, um, industrial placements like Jack came through, um, where you come in for a year. And um, we do have apprenticeships as well. So degree apprenticeships where you study for a degree whilst you're, you're working with us. Um, under each one of those, um, there's basically two flavours, really. So we've got technical roles and then we've got business roles. So we have kind of overarching umbrellas within those. We've got technical graduates, and business graduates technical industrial placements, business industrial placements, and then the same for the, the degree apprenticeships. Um, and really kind of what you do underneath each of those. So you've got your, your technical is gonna be your software development, your testers, your coders, cybersecurity, et cetera. And then you've got people like Esther working on the business side, doing much more kind of client facing PMO, um, so project management and business analysts, data analytics and that, and that type of thing. So, so that's kind of all of our stuff that's out there at the moment, all, all open for applications at the moment. So there's a couple of misconceptions that I want to kind of clear up. So I know you've got you've got your kind of your two streams, your technical and your business mm -hmm. stream, but you will accept STEM students for, for all of them, won't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We've had some some fantastic people from across both both sides. So computer science students going into the, the business side and non-STEM going into the technical sometimes as well. Yeah, perfect. And then I know at the moment on Grad Cracker, so you've got two internships and two um, graduate opportunities that are open, but that doesn't mean that you're looking for four grads and interns, does it? You <laughs> recruit massively. I know Matt recruits massively because you're a nightmare to get older if you're doing assessment centers. Um, so how, how many positions, I'm named and shamed you now, how many positions um, are you recruiting for in, in total, Mark? Um, so the, the exact number right now is 276 <laughs> positions we're going to be bringing in um, across this year. So um, we've been open since September. So thankfully we had a busy period before Christmas and we've got some of those done. But um, 276 in total will be joining under that umbrella. 
Brilliant. But before Mark started this campaign, you had you had long hair, didn't you? Like, oh, we were just it was saying blowing, it was absolutely. Just... Yeah, I look like Joe Wicks. L'Oreal <laughs> <laughs> advert. Um, I had another question. Is it and your start dates? Are your start dates all September now, or are they, do they differ? They they do differ. So um, yeah. industrial placements all start in the summer for obvious reasons because they're doing that year year placement with us at the end of. Yeah university year um graduates um if people have graduated already then we do have intakes kind of coming um had some literally join did an induction this morning as it happens and uh, we've got some literally joining now um and we got them coming in throughout the spring um there'll be more intakes there so for people who've already graduated the bulk will be landing in the summer so people win their final year now um and then coming to us at the end of their their graduation Super. Um, and now on to um, so closing dates, manage expectations like timelines and things like that. I know it's, it's a little bit different because you do have rolling start dates, but could you mm -hmm. just give the students an idea of when they need to get their applications in and when well, you're holding assessment centres now, right? So application deadlines yeah. and things like that would be great. Absolutely. So we've probably filled about a third of our roles so far. So that yeah. makes an idea as to kind of where the pace at which we're working at and we do try over the next kind of two months to be really filling the majority because we work on that kind of rolling basis we've got lots of different options from locations and role types to, to choose from so the urge I would have or the nudge I would give is to say the sooner the better in terms of getting your application in because if you get your application in you're going to have more choice when it comes to locations again more choice when it comes to roles there may still be some open in a couple of months time but it may be we're talking about more remote offices, um, offices in Scottish Borders or Aberdeen, for example, maybe looking at more specific things there. So I would definitely say to keep your options open, go for application within the next couple of weeks, really. And then one, just one last question for me, Matt, before we move on to the grad. So if a student was um, applying, do they, do they have to put their preferred start dates, their preferred locations and everything else? Is that all in the application process? Yes. Absolutely. So we've got an application form there, which you can, there's a drop down of the possible start dates to possible yeah. roles and then possible locations as well. Um, just a quick tip around that, I would say, if you're potentially open to lots of different things, we will talk about your preferences with you, but just make sure that if you are open to different things, they do, it is reflected within your application form, just because if you don't select it, you won't be kind of shortlisted down against, against those roles, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course it does, yeah. Mark, I have a question. Can students mm. apply to multiple roles? So they can. You can apply to, if you're a graduate, you can apply to both the technical and the business. Um, yeah. so, so you can apply to both of those. We'd normally be looking for somebody to be focused on one or the other as a start. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but they're, they're, we've had good people before who've come through and applied to both. So, yeah. Okay, cool. That's fine. Switch now. Brilliant. Well, that's a good start, I think, to what we are, who we are, and what we've got on offer. So what I'm going to do next is, Essa, I'm going to come to you, and if you could just tell us a bit more detail about your role. I know you slightly touched upon it, the projects that you're working on, on and who you're working with. But if you could just tell me a bit about your story so far at CGI and the, the kind of experiences you've had. Yeah, sure thing. So started in September 2020, as I said, and I was put in the PMO team, which is Project Management Office, um, for the HSBC trade transformation engagement, which is actually, the client's actually based in Hong Kong. Um, it's a global engagement, which is really, really cool because I work with people like from the US, from people from India, um, Canada, Australia, literally everyone's from everywhere on the engagement. It's really cool, like meeting people from all over the world. Um, so the project management office sort of supports the, the project managers and 
uh, and it, it's kind of the supporting function for the engagement. Um, so I kind of started off in the PMO um, just sort of helping around things like um, onboarding, um, different types of reporting and tracking. Um, and then in, I want to say, last April, they offered me the finance manager role. Um, so this means that I manage the, I have a mentor as well, but I manage because it's such like a large program. Um, but I manage the finances for the engagement, which is really cool. So that involves things like financial forecasting, health checks, um, different, yeah, it's similar like financial tracking, um, invoicing, that sort of thing. Um, and then more the really good thing about like working on an engagement like this is that you can move around different roles. So a big part of being a project manager um, is also like to do, um, you've got to know things like uh, project planning. So I've also been able to help like the, another member in my team who's like the project planner. So I'm kind of like learning all these different skills to eventually hopefully become a project manager in the future not yet but in the future but it's yeah it's really good like to learn all these different skills and then eventually sort of like move on but yeah so that's that's what I do at the moment so is that an obvious route for you, for a graduate to become a manager quite early on in, in uh, so the uh, so it's kind, it's kind of weird so the role is finance manager um so that's that's what I do but that's more because that's what the role is for the mm-hmm. on the engagement um but I do have like a really good mentor who helps me like when I don't know things or if like I need help with something um but no it, it, it's, it's just the title of the of the role right than, like actually being like the manager yeah yeah so in terms of going to your mentor because that's something you know an area which is quite good to talk about to you know for someone looking in and thinking do I want to work for CGI what support do I get you know what's the kind of training um angle on it so tell us a bit about your relationship with your mentor and how that works yeah so I have a really good relationship with him so he he used to be the finance manager and then he sort of transitioned into the PMO um like manager of like the entire PMO um so he's like literally been there the entire time we've got a whole training um, schedule in place where we've written down everything that I need to learn and then sort of my progress with each thing um, he's we have a call pretty much every day where we just sort of see how I am like see what I'm like priorities that week um, if I'm struggling with anything if I need help with anything um, yeah really he's really been really good um, and also like a lot of in terms of not like a direct manager the other grads especially in like years above have also been really good mentors as well because it's quite an intimidating thing like coming into a big company but like having someone there your sort of age and like helping them and like them helping you with things like your timesheet and like where the member like benefits and stuff are like from their actual experience like using it that's been really good so like everyone like that I've met in the company has like been really supportive in that way as well that's good what advice would you give to someone listening to this thinking you know coming into this kind of role because you've said quite a few bits here that sounds quite overwhelming you know you're speaking to people across the world you know you sounds like you're handling some important things um you know what advice would you give to someone that's considering applying for cgi i'd say i honestly i think my biggest piece of advice is just like say yes and be willing to like try those different things um like I don't think I'd have like been able to experience those different things if I haven't showed that I'm really willing to do it. Um, so yeah, and like it's okay if you get things wrong as well. Like they're not, you know, like people are there to support you through it. So yeah, I'd say just like say yes to everything and like just try. And also, you might find something that you really enjoy um, 
that you didn't know you like would have enjoyed if you didn't say yes so yeah I'd say that's kind of like my biggest piece of advice that's a really good point and in terms of um you know your, your team and working with people across the world how would you find that and how has those experiences been for you because I can imagine once it's just daunting but like you say super exciting to to speak to uh, different different people across the world yeah it's I feel like it sounds more scary than it is because like once you like talk to them you do like build up a relationship with them and the only thing that I'd say is a bit of a challenge is like the different time zones yeah. So like you've got like India who start before us um, and then there's us and then you've got the US who start later. So like, like I'd say like 12 o'clock, one o'clock is like the time of like when everyone's like online at the same time. Um, there's a woman on our team actually who who's based in Australia, but she works like a split day. So she works in the morning and the evening. So yeah, it's really, really cool. You, you really notice like different cultures like between everyone as well, which mm-hmm. is really interesting actually. And is there any plans for you, Esther, to travel and move around the world with CGI or what, what do you think? Uh, I would love to. Um, I've been, I've spoken to like the HR in Australia. Um, but it's just they're being really strict about COVID and everything right now. But yeah, there's really good opportunities to travel. Um, and no, before COVID, so I started my job like during the pandemic. Sure, um, yeah. But I know like beforehand, like lots of members on my team, like they travel to and from India a lot. Um, and then like the US too so and yeah like Hong Kong we've got like people based in there too so yeah like loads of opportunity to travel just like need to wait for COVID to die down a bit <laughs> yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed and yeah. <laughs> um, perfect well thank you so much for the introduction Esther Jack I'm going to come to you next similar question to um, tell us a bit about what life is like for you at the moment Jack and what your experiences have been so far um, my experience has been very good. So when I first joined as industrial placement, um, it's slightly different to how the induction is now. A lot of that, well, it was all in person. Now it's all virtual. But they had a sort of induction day and it was going to be in Sky Gardens in London. We've got a base office and you've got to meet some project managers, things like that. And originally, you know, when Mark talks about areas you'd like to go, I was meant to be in Bristol. And I started talking about different projects and I quite like uh, big data and technologies, sort of uh, predictive patterns. And that's sort of been my my passion during university. And there was a project like that in Surrey that suited me a lot better. And I sort of spoke to Mark and recruitment of people in CGI and they actually were able to, in about a month's notice, move my base office to Surrey to put me on a project that I was more suited to. And that's mm-hmm. one of the big benefits of CGI is as we are a larger project, you can sort of go where you think you're best suited and CGI is really good at accommodating things like that mm-hmm. so I, when I was on that project it was all in the office and I really, really enjoyed it and I'm sort of back in the same area now so doing similar work but because of the world we live in it's all very much more remote now so I use a lot of cloud technologies uh, AWS and things like that in regards to training I think you sort of get out what you put in a lot of trainings mandatory and that's sort of standard for CGI whether you're business or technical but because all projects are very bespoke. So whereas I work with Java, someone else might use Python or C Sharp or whatever programming language. We always haven't got, you know, the same training, but mm-hmm. any training I've asked for, I've been able to get, even on placement, I asked to do a Agile Scrum Mastery training course. So I'm a qualified Scrum Master and I, it's really good in my CV, you know, whether I came back to CJ or not, that was, you know, a really good thing that gave me the opportunity. And even at the end of the month, I've got some Java accreditations, which I'm going to be sitting as well. So even if you haven't got any sort of formal training given to you, um, don't be afraid to ask because there is training out there and they'll be able to accommodate that for you. 
Carla, it's always a running theme with these webinars, isn't it? That, you know, when we speak to graduates like yourselves, there is that theme of you've got to put yourself out there, ask yeah. the questions. It's No question is a, st a stupid one. You know, the more that you put your out, yourself out there, it's better for you for the exposure, but also for you to experience those things that you might not have experienced before. And it, again, Jack, you've just said it, it looks brilliant on your CV as yeah, well. Sure. It's it such a big know? benefit. Because you forget what sort of things are out there. Because obviously I'm doing a technical path. So people got in their heads, the computer scientists sort of sitting in their room typing code in the dark all day. Yeah. And then I remember Mark asked me once, would I help doing an interview with an assessment centre? And I said, yes. And that gave me sort of that bit of public speaking. And mm -hmm. that gave me the opportunity to do more things. And I'm talking to you now, which, you know, yeah. not necessarily in the contract, doing a grad cracker <laughs> webinar. But then there's lots of little things that once you've sort of, start saying yes more and more opportunities will come your way because people will start to see you as more of a yes type person and you yeah. really do get out what you put in so i'd always recommend to anyone whether you're cj or not um give, give things a go there are opportunities there I yeah you need to read the small print jacks it is in your contract everything grad <laughs> is in your contract so dig it out and have a go at mark yeah. but i think yeah you're, you're right you're right jess and you're, you know esther and but jack you've both touched on it and i know that will and mark you've been nodding along all the way through it is just putting yourself out yeah i think as well you don't know what you like and what you don't like until you've experienced mm. it and you might think oh i don't really like doing um, i don't think i'm gonna like doing that but then when you do it, you know even it's a new skill it's a new hobby it's a new interest isn't it so yeah a, a second definitely second what everybody's just been saying it was a big reason why cgi as well for me because it's such a large sort of global company if i didn't like you know doing java development work day today i could sort of transition to something more like what esther's doing and more of the business route or find maybe a larger project where like work with more people than a smaller project. And there's a lot of different opportunities out there. So that's another good benefit by working for a company that is sort of more diverse mm -hmm. is that when you're younger, might not be so certain on what you want to do. You can try out more different things before sort of making that final, this is my career now. Yeah. Is that how the graduate program works then, Jack? Is it, do you go on like different rotations and things like that? Or are you kind of on, on one project until the end of the program? Tell us a little bit more so about that. It's, a lot less stricter than a sort of typical grad scheme where every yeah. two months you rotate it doesn't quite work like that because all of our projects differ so there's different contracts per project some very short i know one project that's been going 15 years and people yeah. on there that love it because they know what they're doing day in day out and they like yeah. that routine but whereas i prefer working on lots of short-term projects where next month i don't know what i'm doing i'm learning something new and that's just more what i'm personally suited to so there isn't a one size fits all. I know people have gone to a project and they know throughout placement, that's what they were going to stick on. And they were thought, well, this isn't quite for me. So they either changed roles in the same project from maybe dev to testing, or they just changed projects. Uh, CGI can accommodate things like that. So it's optional. It's very, very flexible in regards to what you're doing throughout placement and when you come back as a grad. How, how, how sorry just one well, last thing one last thing I know I'm being naughty how how did you come back as a grad then so obviously you did really really well during your internship did you have to go through any type of assessment to come back as a grad or was it just like yeah you can crack on it it was very very nice and relaxed especially the year that uh it was um being that we got the contract sort of to sign to say if we wanted to come back as a, as a grad whilst we were still in placement. So whilst we were there, we could sort of talk to our managers about, hey, would you be interested in me coming back? Whilst officially when you sign to come back, you're not signed to a project, you're just coming back to CGI. You can sort of more informally 
work out where you're sort of going to be. And because I've already got that connection, it sort of made sense. I've already got my my friendship network, people I worked with and things like house and things and sort sorted out. And I remember all my friends when I was doing my dissertation, frantically trying to look for a job, a house, then all of a sudden a pandemic hits and they can't go into university. Um, they don't know where they're living, who they're working with, how much for. I know people who had contracts, they were sort of bragging about these very insane jobs in London and they ripped up the contract and they just didn't offer it. And they've now got a very expensive flat in London that they thought they had. And all of a sudden that was taken away. But CGI kept all their contracts. They didn't, you know, get rid of any of that for anyone. So I was sort of bragging a little bit that I <laughs> was settled and everyone was living with the role I was going into, sort of the pay, the benefits. And I, I was very stress-free compared to a lot of people that was doing it. So I would recommend placement just for sort of that sense of security that CGI can offer you if you do well on placement. Yeah. Another perfect reason why you should do a placement. Jessica dreams of students doing placements. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Do placement. She says it. Do placement. Please do. I've got to say about location because it's just another thing, again, that we, as you've kind of brought up, but obviously worldwide. And um, Jack, you've kind of touched my just within the UK. But, you know, sometimes students um, will come to me or they'll say, oh, I'm looking for a job in a particular location. And I always say to them, you know, be flexible on your location because it might be that you start actually at an opportunity in one location. And like you've both said, it could be you get that experience, you think, actually, I want to go somewhere else and I, you know, or I want to do something completely different. And um, so what would kind of your advice be on that? And can you kind of second anything? Because sometimes people listen to you guys rather than me going on about why you should be flexible so is there any advice that you would give to anyone listening about that and why you should and why it would benefit jack um i mean <laughs> jack it, yeah, it, it helps that. a lot because you don't sort of know where where you're going to be down the line i know that me and you know some of my housemates have been because we're more based around london have looked at you know things like even just property prices mm-hmm. i thought it was quite expensive here but you could go and i know people have done it move to cgi scotland where it's a lot sort of cheaper and they can sort of more build up a sort of more permanent life and get homes of renting things like that and settle there without having to lose sort of their job and go through the whole application process again and mm-hmm. that sort of reassurance of being in a larger company that you're not fixed to a location and because we're all going more remote it's becoming sort of almost less important where you're based i was on a project in london i was working people from cgi scotland like you know esther's communicate with people in India and things like that yeah. and saw CGI on all that worried as to where exactly in India they're based at that time yeah. so it is becoming a lot more flexible so even though if your base office is somewhere you can sort of work out how often you're going into the office because it varies dramatically I used to be going in five days a week now it's only twice a week and some people it's not at all so it, it's changing a lot in regards to being fixed in a location anyway so even if you are somewhat fussy about it you know the company isn't as fussy as you know maybe it historically was or other companies were and it always helps because it helps your network as well so much the more places you travel the more people you meet and the more experiences you get I got a message last week uh, on my CGI teams from someone it was someone I played hockey with at university who uh-huh. recently joined CGI a month ago uh, and they're still based up in Coventry where, where I went to uni and it's, mm-hmm. it's nice to sort of have that and you get that a lot more with a larger company yeah definitely oh, that's cool Perfect. Will, I'm so sorry I've left you hanging for the last 20 minutes. Finally, please tell me all about you and what you've been up to. I apologise that I'm only just come to you now. 
That's absolutely fine. Um, so yeah, I well, like I say I joined CGI. It feels like a long time ago now. Uh, September two thousand nineteen, a completely uh, different time. Uh, yeah. And I spent a few months bouncing around a number of projects, or like a couple of smaller ones. So I did a project building a smart greenhouse for a local school. Um, I did a project, uh, a little three week project, building a specific bit of IT network for a, for a very small client. Um, and sort of for about the last oh, 15 months i've been on a sort of long-term project like the one jack described uh, for, for a stable client um which is just sort of what suited me at the moment um i graduated university not knowing anything really about it i'm a physics student i, I didn't really know much about about the it world but uh sort of like the first three six months cgi really put a lot of effort into into training me up and and getting me some base skills that I can go and apply to projects. And now, sort of two and a bit years down the line, I'm a, a I'm a infrastructure engineer. So, sort of my day to day role is something I would not have imagined I'd be doing. Uh, yeah. You know, when I was at university three years ago, I, I really do have some of those moments where you think, "Wow, how have I how have I ended up here?" And uh, like, like Esther said about the whole saying yes sort of thing, that's basically how I've got to this point now. Is just I said yes to a ridiculous amount of things. <laughs> Perfect, and that's exactly what, and exactly the way you've ended up. Physics to IT and taking over the world. It sounds like you three actually work for completely different companies, doesn't it? When you actually have <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it really does. Um, it doesn't actually sound like you all work for the same company. But um, Will, so sticking with you, so um, there's that's a whole other discussion on, you know, again, what we're saying to students here at Gradcracker, you know, when you go onto the search, you click physics, you're going to see a range of companies with, you know, looking to recruit a physics student that work in lots of different industry sectors. So as a physics student, what kind of initially attracted you to CGI and what was what was your thought of, on why you wanted to work there? That's a good question. I remember trawling Gradcracker as a, as a graduate and seeing all these jobs. Yeah. Um, so what does it attract to me about CGI? Well, so I don't know, this might just be me, but the, the role was described as not, not vague, but very open. So it was a technical graduate. You see a lot of roles on Gradcracker that are, you are going to be this person and, yeah. and have this exact role. This will be what you're doing every day. CGI was sort of, you will be a tech, you know, you'll be a consultant. You will work for loads of clients doing lots of things and for me that's really attractive like Jack says sort of learning loads of new things and and, and going out and, and meeting new people that's what I'm about so the whole consultancy side of things as well so you know talking to clients all the time building those relationships that's really me I didn't want to be that person that went into a tech role and, and like Jack described sat in a dark room and coded 24 <laughs> 7 you know, that's not what I'm about you know I'm a yeah. much more people person so that that aspect really really appealed for me for from a, from a CJ perspective yeah brilliant and that sounds good so I'm going to move on just to quickly come back to projects um I know we've kind of covered projects slightly but Esther is there anything that you want to add in terms of maybe the favorite project you've worked on so far uh, so I've only worked on the HSBC trade transformation yeah. engagement um, but the, yeah, basically the really cool thing about CGI is there's so many, I know like the other two have touched on it, there's so many different things you can do. Um, and it's like different projects, you can do different roles as well, or even within the same, like one project, you can do different roles like I've done. Um, but yeah, so I guess my favourite one is the only one I've been on. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> and, it, and how long do you say that you're going to be staying on this project for? Well, we've just, well, we're kind of, yeah, it's, I think this project is going to go on for years. Um, but I, yeah, I'm not sure yet. And um, maybe I think two years for me on this one will be a good amount. Like try and like learn 
uh, like loads of different skills and like learn different roles and things but yeah I think yeah I'm not sure yet <laughs> so I'm going to kind of ask you two questions here because we've kind of done project but since you're talking about your future what would your future look like then you know if you're going to you obviously have the option to stick on this project for the next two years, I guess, or can you decide to leave this project and move into another one sooner rather than later if you want to? Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. So there's an internal job board where you can like go and look at all the different roles um, that are available and you can kind of see which ones that you want to go for. Mm-hmm. Um, I came into this project really wanting to be a project manager. And I think that's what a lot of like business graduates do, but since working on the, on this project on this program a program's basically a really large project um i've kind of realized that it's i can't i would actually want to like diversify a bit and maybe learn a bit more of like business analysis maybe become like a tester for a bit just to sort of like broaden my skills because i think the best project managers may and that but eventually i probably want to do that but i think they have all of those skills then they have all of that knowledge of the different roles um so i think i think that's what i'd want to do or even stuff like bid management um I think that would be a really cool thing to do as well yeah not haven't really decided yet but yeah I think more like breadth rather than depth at this moment in time yeah exactly yeah that's good especially this early stage of your career you know in the the grand scheme of things that's a good attitude to have Jack coming back to the project question with you favorite project that you've worked on so far um, probably my current one, it's my third project and it started in early December. It's quite a small project. There's only six of us. Um, I knew everyone because it was a mix of the other two projects I worked on. So I already had quite a good relationship with everyone. And I think the management put the team together because of how well we all got on with each other because we'd get on outside of work as well as in work. And it's a really good mix. There's three sort of junior developers so myself, uh, one other who's got one more year experience than me and someone called Matt, who I'm buddying and sort of mentoring because he's a brand new graduate and three more senior people. So we almost get like one to one help on tasks. And one of the senior people isn't doing any coding work at all. Their role in the project is purely just juggling us. So whenever we're stuck and need help, he just comes to us and helps us out. We've always got one port of call that's more or less always available. And that's yeah. really, really good. So the project is essentially... You know, clients getting work out of it. From our perspective, it's just a training project, working out how how work should be done properly, as opposed to just getting out the door to a client, which yeah. is a really sort of nice and refreshing experience and to have that smaller group with such a mix of abilities and finding really, really useful. I bet that's quite nice to have that um, relationship with a, uh, this client as well. You know, do you kind of do, how does that work? Do you kind of have meetings and things with them or how does... Yeah, you know, it's um, a different client to what uh, we usually do. Most of our clients are based around uh, London and sort of where I am. But okay. this client's based a lot further away. Um, and because it's a new client, I think we're a lot more cautious. And there's a lot more conversations going on with them. because we're trying to build up more of a rapport with them than an outstanding connection. And um, I think it's somewhere in Ireland. They've got an office and we're going to be going over there sort oh, of once a month, which would be really, really cool. That'll be a new experience yeah. for me because the type of work that I do, I get sort of a few more. I don't get as much opportunities to travel as maybe some other projects. Right. That's just the, sort of what I like I like to do. But the ability to go to Ireland once a month is, is something I would like to do. So that's, that's really, really nice. 
Um, the more, as you were saying, about connections with the clients, that's more the work I think I'd want to go into sort of long term. Um, scrum management would be the role if I had to give it uh, a name, which is essentially I'm sort of like organizing all the different developers. I'm quite a stickler for things like documentation and having a process and having everything sort of done in a certain order to get it to a nice outcome. And you're sort of overseeing that everything's running as it, as it should be. Uh, and I think that's something I would like to do more, more long term. That's like, Carla, that's what you're like to me. Nice. I, was just, I was just thinking, I, I am like Jess's order. And I was just thinking, Jack, I could like you to be more, a bit more like that. Like, oh, this is an order. Come on, Carla. <laughs> Rather than the, the chaos of our relationship. It isn't lovely. <laughs> I, I do love you for it, though. You keep me on my toes, don't you? I know. I know. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'd do without you and Jessica in my life. I'd just have a normal existence. <laughs> <laughs> What was I going to say? All about futures. <laughs> See what I mean, Mark? See what I mean? <laughs> what was I going to say on a live webinar? <laughs> Listen, because I asked you about your future, so Jack. I'm just going to quickly ask you about yours. What's your future looking like? Do you have yeah. a five-year plan? Uh, so I'm hoping to go for a promotion panel sometime this year to take from a trainee to a junior software developer. CGI has lots of different paths. I think we've recently expanded, so I don't know all the new career paths, but I know there's a lot of them and we've got sort of seven levels. So when you join us, graduate level one and then it goes up to level seven. So I would want to join and whereas most people would go for the software engineering path, I want to go for an agile developer path. They're very similar. The only sort of main difference is if you're a software engineer and you like Java or Python, that is your, your coding language and that is what you do. And that is sort of, you get better and better at that one skill. Whereas agile, you, because you're a jack of all trades, and that's more what I want to do. I prefer working on short projects with newer technologies for a short length of time rather than something more consistent. So I'd want to go down more that path. And that's what I'm hoping to go to in the next sort of five years. Do you easily get bored, Jack? Uh, it, it's quite bad, isn't it, when I say it? Um, <laughs> but it's more that I, I like because it's all new technologies and sort yeah. of older stuff. Okay. And I like sort of more cutting edge projects. The area I'm in is secure innovation. And sort of the name innovation sort of, I think, says it all and that we're trying out new things. And some of the projects we do for clients, they think, actually, that's not as good as we thought it was going to be because we're always in new technologies. But other times they think, oh, my God, this is amazing. We should build loads and loads of systems out of this new technology that you've discovered. Let's go with that. And it's really nice to sort of be a lot more inventive and creative with mm -hmm. how you're working than a, a set process that people yeah. have done for years and years. Yeah, again, you're the right time of your career to be able to do that. So, yeah, that's yeah, good. So, exciting. Will, favorite project that you've worked on so far? You've worked on quite a few different ones by the sounds of it. Yes. Um, well, I think it's, it's probably quite good uh, representation of CGI that all of our current projects are our favorite projects because it'd be bad if we're all stuck on projects we didn't like. So, I'd have to say my current project gives me a lot of scope to, to do a number of different things and try out a number of different technologies and uh, it's very interesting work. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can't really sort of add much more than sort of what's been said. And then what uh, would you say your future plans are um, with CGI? So uh, I recently did the, the promotion that Jack was talking about and actually had to write a five-year plan for the, for the presentation. Okay. So I've got this well rehearsed. Um, okay. So the next, <laughs> the next sort of year or two, I want to keep going down the uh, infrastructure path I'm on. So sort of become a, a specialist in one of the sort of technologies we use. And then at some point I want to make the leap across to 
uh, either sort of what Jack was describing, sort of agile management, or something more like Esther described to a, to a PMO role. Um, so a bit of project management, a bit of people management, something along those lines, but I want to get a real solid technological base, sort of experience a lot of projects, good ones, bad ones, not that teacher does bad ones, uh, but sort of get that really nice base and experience so that then when I do make the, the, the jump across to management, I'll have a good level of experience. Yeah, sounds like a very good plan, guys. Mark, I think we're going to go on to... Your opportunity. We are going to go on to Mark and your opportunity. We mentioned before about the opportunities, Mark, and I know mm-hmm. um, that the grads have all spoken quite highly about the training and development and things like that. Is there anything that you wanted to add to that about the training and development that the, is, you know, is on offer at CGI? Is there anything that you wanted to include? Um, yeah, so I think, I mean, it's, it's been a really good representation of it. In terms Definitely. Of the we've got on today. Um, a lot of the training, I mean, the bulk of your training in, in CGI is going to be role specific. So you'll hear from everybody there. If we'd given all three of these people exactly the same training on day one, then they'd all be exactly the same people right now doing, doing the same role. And that's not what, what we're looking for. So that's really kind of the role specific side of things. Um, one of the things that's developed quite a bit over the last kind of couple of years, so since these, uh, these have joined has been some of our foundation training. So some of that training that is provided to all of our early careers members. So there's more adding a few more strings to your bow in addition to kind of the the kind of role specific training um and we've also got something we call our student kickstart initiative which isn't specifically training in the sense that you're not sitting down and being taught things within that but basically what our student kickstart initiative is is an opportunity for the early careers members to work on a kind of project alongside their day-to-day project um much smaller usually alongside other early careers members working on something could be completely out of their their normal ballpark it could be a csr related activity we've had a group who did brilliant work on getting more young female students into stem subjects um, at school level had some doing more technical stuff so there's a group at the moment working on a chatbot for our website and all sorts but the idea of it is it's making sure that even if you're on a project, you've focused on that, you've got something else you're learning at the same time and that kind of practical learning that goes alongside it. So, so yeah, quite a lot of the, the kind of training comes from, from that type of thing as well, really. Is, is that a mixture of your interns and your graduates or is that just the graduates who are, who are allowed to join it's us? A, a mixture of both. So, yeah, our yeah. industrial placements have, have done it for, for a few years now and it's, it's right out there for all of our graduates and industrial placements now. Perfect. And if, if you were to offer a student, so after watching this webinar, they're dead excited, they'd get in and put the application in. You say yes, Mark says yes. What is the, do you keep in touch with them before the start? What, what are your plans there to just to, to make sure that they are okay between you saying yes and the start date? So um, we've got um, our kind of recruitment coordinators within our team. So I've been myself or um, got some fantastic, um, Anna and Tracy will become very familiar names to you should you be offered and accept um, so they're there to be kind of at, at your begging call if you need a, a phone call about anything, if you just want to check in, etc. That, that's that side. Um, something that's been developed literally within the last year now has been our early careers portal. Um, now that's a portal which basically is something that you're going to have as a dedicated one-stop shop really for um, pre-assessment centre, post-assessment centre and post-offer. Um, and the idea of that is based on you, your login, and based on what location you're going to, whether you're a graduate, whether you're technical business, there's all dedicated information in there for you, introducing you to um, key members of your team and all that kind of thing, all within kind of one portal, which is just for those people who've accepted an offer 
and uh, and they're going through that process there so lots of information kind of getting added on that during your, your journey and so you've got kind of two ways really you've got the soft side speaking to our team or you've got the, the portal there if you just want to have a look in and start to, to swat up on, on what you're going to be doing interesting and from a starting point of view mark is it going to be i know it's all changed all the time but are we thinking it's going to be a hybrid start virtual what's the plan i'm hoping um Fingers crossed. so we're going to be more physical inductions so um when the actual inductions themselves by the summertime will be physical the people we've just brought in so induction this morning was was all virtual for obvious reasons yeah. um but hoping if, if things kind of get back to normal we do miss that side i think the social side and kind of yeah. getting to meet people is is really important you'll hear from from all three of these uh, saying about the networking and that side is, is was a draw of working at a consultancy and we don't want to lose that we don't want to be all remote that being said, I think there, there's a lot to take away from the hybrid side of working that, that we will, the, the silver linings, if you like, of, of having that flexibility, having that opportunity to work from home as well. So, so I think hybrid will be the, the general working pattern going forward. But um, yeah, inductions, fingers crossed for physical. <laughs> fingers crossed. I'll keep them tight across <laughs> for you. And what is, the, um, what is the application process looking like now? So I know you mentioned it being, being virtual, but just take mm. us through the steps. Um, you know, if it's different from degree apprenticeships to your interns to your, to your graduates, but what, what, what does that look like? Absolutely. So it's, it's all, we try and make it nice and straightforward because we know people will be applying for a few jobs and going through this process. Yeah. We don't want to make too many hoops to jump through. Um, so in terms of kind of the, the initial stage, you've got an application form and you've got a CV to, to upload. Application form, um, my tip just on that part is that that's a really kind of key differentiator for us on, our, on initial candidates. So that's where we're looking at, why do you want to join CGI? It's a big, broad questions. Why do you want to be a technical graduate or business graduate? And what are your kind of technical or business skills? Um, that is as a recruiter, that's the first thing I look at before your CV. I look at those questions because we're looking for those kind of key standout candidates there who stand out from the crowd, the ones who aren't just kind of submitting 100 applications and, and just seeing what sticks. So that's the application process. Off the back of that, we don't really do telephone interviews. Um, we um, will often have calls with the candidates just to chat through kind of what we're potentially having lined up for them. But we don't have a telephone interview as such. Um, we, if we... Um, if you pass that initial screening, we will invite you into a virtual assessment centre. Um, assessment centres are very likely to remain virtual for us for the rest of the, the campaign. We want to keep things kind of the same throughout it. Um, so virtual assessment centre is nice and straightforward um, in the sense that you've basically got three parts to it. You've got a group exercise, individual exercise and a face to face interview. Yeah. Um, uh, the idea of those assessment centres is just getting to know the candidates. We're not, it's not an episode of The Apprentice. We're not looking for people to throw <laughs> bus or anything brutal like that. It's nice and friendly. I hope, hope I'll see some nods from Will, Jack and Esther. <laughs> it's nice and friendly. And, uh, I imagine you doing anything not friendly, Mark. I think you're the best. <laughs> I, know, I, can, I can't imagine you sitting there going, you're fired. <laughs> just be smiling. <laughs> I've got the Alan Sugar look, have I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try and have that string to my bow one day. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's all just about us getting to know the candidates. But more importantly, we, we try and make sure the assessment centres are a chance for the candidates to get to know us, especially when you can't come into offices at the moment and you can't come in and feel the environment. I want people to know what it's like working for CGI. So we try and get that across as much as you can when you're, you're sitting in front of a screen. Um, and then off the back of assessment centres, almost all the time, it's either an offer or, or not an offer. So it should be just that 
that one kind of hoop to jump through every now and then a follow-up interview if we just need to kind of touch on a few things or maybe we've got a slightly different project lined up but um but it should be nice and straightforward from from there if everything if everything goes to plan as it always Wait. does <laughs> always always <laughs> goes to plan that we've been doing it too long um so okay so from cgi and specifically mark's point of view at cgi i want two hints and tips mm -hmm. one for the application form you know mm -hmm. will was nodding away then about you know make it specific to cgi you know what so one hint and tip for that and then one hint and tip for the um assessment center so what do you look for so application form um it's passion, uh, getting your passion and getting your personality across on the application form. There's, there's good things to get on there, which aren't part of that. So you're getting your, if you're doing a technical role, getting any languages that you've covered um, on your form, for example, or getting some of your kind of transferable skills. But the thing that we have to look for is people who have an applied interest in what we do. Now, that goes for the business students as much as it goes for the technical. If you're coming in and you're doing a project management role, not expecting you to be able to code, not expecting you to, to, to have been building computers since you were 12 or whatever it is, but still you're going to be working in an IT consultancy. You have to be interested in this. It has to kind of spark your, your interest in terms of how te technology is changing things, how the emerging technologies are, are going to be kind of mapping the world going forward and all, all that kind of stuff. It's got to have a little bit of a spark of interest for you, partly because that's what's going to get you far in the company. But also, if it doesn't interest you, don't work at an IT consultancy because it'll boil back teeth off you. It's got <laughs> that, that, that passion in it for you. Um, yeah. So getting passion across. The application forms don't have to be war and peace. It doesn't have to be the biggest thing you've ever written. But um, just we have a big range in terms of what we see. We have some people, I want to work at CGI because I want to work in IT and that's the full text box. That's all we've got. And we've got... <laughs> I want to work at CGI because I've seen you doing this project. I've heard about this. I've read about that, et cetera, et cetera. And that's where you'll, you'll stand out. That's what all three of these, these would have done. <laughs> I'm, <Wasn't> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure. Um, assessment center wise then. Um, yeah. Biggest tip for, for assessment centers. It's really easy to sit from where I am saying this, but mm -hmm. it's about being yourself. It's about going in and just being yourself within it, being true to yourself. We're not looking for the loudest person in the room necessarily. We're not looking for necessarily the leader in the group exercises. I think people have been, I know I mentioned the apprentice earlier, but I think we get kind of twisted visions of these exercises from the apprentice where it's like, if you don't have the right idea or if you're not the leader, then you're not going to win the group exercise. It's just about seeing your soft skills and seeing where you slot in. Then you might be the quietest person in the room, but you might um, play a completely different role in, in, in a group exercise. So it's about being yourself within it and being true to yourself on it um, and, and try and relax as much as you can. As I say, no one's looking to catch you out. Mindset to get into for any assessment centre is to think of it as your assessment centre. It's your opportunity to go in, meet the company, understand what it's like and decide, is that where I want to work? If you happen to get a job in the process, then brilliant. But if you have that mindset, you'll come across as a really um, plausible candidate. It's a two-way thing, isn't it? Like the whole interview mm. process, assessment centre. You know, it's, it's you to ask That's Mark for. I've got an echo. Ask Mark questions, for example, or um, you know, just make sure that you want to work there as much as Mark wants you to work at CGI. Mm -hmm. um, and then for, for the future of CGI, Mark, are there any exciting plans, developments that you can share with us that potential grads might be involved in? Um, there's, I mean, from a project point of view, there's, I mean, it, it blows my mind, kind of the stuff. Yeah. 
involved in and it blows my mind almost, almost literally in the sense that I cannot get my head around it but um, mm. there's emerging technology is something we're really focused on and, and that's moving incredibly rapidly so your machine learning AI all sorts of different things going on there um, from the kind of alongside the projects if we kind of stepped away from that there's a lot of our focus at the moment is on becoming net zero um so we've got target to be net zero in the uk by 2026 i believe it is now um so it's been brought forward from 2030 it's a big passion of our uk president tara um she's really passionate about kind of our environmental side of things so i think a lot of there's a lot of work on just members individually reducing our carbon footprint but also about the projects of our clients and how we can do that um and then just all the stuff that goes along alongside our jobs as well. So we've got a lot of networks, a lot of diversity networks and um, various different things that you can get involved in. And when they're saying about saying yes to projects and yes to things, I think saying yes to these things along the side as well. So saying yes to these opportunities can really open things up for you. Um, some, it all depends on what your personal interests are, but there's the mental health side of things. I've become a mental health first aider myself, something that's close to my heart. And I love the fact it's something we've got in CGI. Um, we've got neurodiverse network and we've got all sorts of different things going on. But it's just about kind of grabbing hold of these opportunities and seeing what you want to, to get out of them, really, and what you can offer back. Yeah, I think I think there's so much that CGI can offer, but you know, project-wise, role-wise, role diversity-wise, it's just such an amazing company, isn't it? Mm. So, thank you. What I want to do is just quickly um, go around the room and just speak to the graduates about your key, what you think are the key benefits of CGI. So, Matt's mentioned a lot of points there, um, but Esther, for you personally, what would you say is a, is a, is a key benefit um, of CGI to you? There's so many things, but um, I'd say I'd actually say the like the training is really good. Yeah. So like I came in as a business grad, like studied business management at university. I didn't have like that much knowledge of like technical like processes, like software development cycles and that sort of thing. Um, and there's there's literally so much training. We had like six week boot camps, and we had like the Kickstart project, which Mark was talking about. There's a whole online learning platform, um, where there's like loads of different courses that you can like do in your spare time. Um, yeah, therefore, like CGI really invested in like like improving you as like a person and like your skills and everything as well. So I'd say that's that's a really good benefit. Perfect. Thank you, Esther. Jack, on to you. Uh, for me, it's got to be the SSC, and that stands for the Sports and Social Club. Uh, Mark Smilenick is probably one of the biggest advocates of the Sports and Social Club. <laughs> uh, essentially, uh, you put £5 a month into it, and then CGI matches that. So there's £10 a month that goes into this big pot, essentially, and then you can organise various events from it. So I was on CGI's Rounders team for oh. a period of time. That was quite fun. We've done um, Silent Disco in the Shard, Adult Night at Shrek Adventures, axe throwing you name it you can basically organize it so you've got six people to do it so you had a christmas parties and various years gone by and that's a very big benefit is the social side of cgi that you know you can have fun outside of work as well as in work okay sounds more social than sports i only had one spot there around and everything else <laughs> seems a little bit more unsporty that's just me personally there is a basketball <laughs> club and yoga and everyone else but um yeah i prefer the uh, yeah. Adam yeah. track adventures a bit more me. <laughs> I really agree with that. By the way, I've been to like loads of the different SSC events. So we did like a darts thing at Flight Club that was really good. Um, and like Winter Wonderland, like really subsidised yeah. tickets. So yeah, I echo that. What Jack said. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Sounds really fun. Um, Will, what would you say is the key benefit? 
Oh, uh, so many as uh, as SSC. I really enjoy the SSC as well. Uh, we got like <laughs> yeah. I think we were gonna, we were going to do uh, paintballing, but uh, COVID shut that one down. Um, I'd I'd have to go with sort of like uh, the the training, but it's like the trust that CGI offers you. So like when you yeah. when you come in as a as a young graduate, some companies I've heard from from uh, people I graduate with put sort of like kiddie wheels on you a little bit more, but CGI straight away we're just we trust you. Go do what you are good at you know go do your job and we'll trust you to do it so you know I, I traveled a little bit all over the country doing uh, different projects straight away you know as soon as been thrown into the company so there's no sort of uh micromanaging time uh, right at the beginning which i i find really really brilliant and that's that's what i would say is a key benefit i think that's a positive isn't it? you can just get on with what you need to do but then if the help's there if you need it yeah and um, mark i was going to ask you a question what was it <laughs> If a student now, so you've offered a student a, um, a position to start in September, they want to fill a time with something. So this isn't just a CGI, but anybody out there who's, you know, who's waiting to start the graduate position or the internship over the summer or over in, in September, what what would you do? Well, how would you say to best use your time? So would you say to do any online courses or um, do any soft skills like presentation skills, things like that? What would you say that you would suggest that they do? I would, so I'd get a little bit of guidance from whoever, so if it was, if it was CGI, um, yeah. so myself or, or one of the team, ask us what you could, could do specifically, because yeah. we get some people asking that in that kind of build up time um, and get some really good stuff from the project saying, right, actually have a look at this. Here's some case studies yeah. about that you're going to be going on to, or here's some, this is a technology you're going to be using. And maybe we've had people literally start learning a programming language that they weren't going to do and picking some of their kind of final year modules based on on what they're going to be kind of coming into mm -hmm. so um definitely ask reach out to the recruiters and uh, if they can guide you i'm sure they they will um otherwise i would say um yeah maybe maybe kind of have a look at if any if there are any gaps if there's anything that you see as your kind of development areas if you um off the back of your assessment center let's say we, we try and give as much constructive feedback as possible and um usually it's it's all kind of pretty pretty positive but if we do say kind of oh, okay maybe your presentation skills could do a brushing up on um or maybe there's a, a, a gap there then then absolutely maybe pick up those those parts of it but um i would definitely kind of yeah reflect on kind of your, yourself individually as to kind of where where you could kind of fill in some some areas and um, but try not to overstrain yourself because your final year of uni is still still important there so i know we get a lot of people who are really hungry to impress at that time but but still make sure you're not kind of burning yourself out we'll make sure you're, you're trained up fully when you join as well so yeah focus on your final year mm. and then start start cgi with it with a bang in september um, i don't have any other questions have you got any other questions miss luck I don't know, but it's great to hear that you do give feedback, Mark. So worst case, yeah. if you wasn't successful, 100%. you would give feedback, which is really, really positive, which is good. Yeah, Absolutely. always ask for feedback because, you know, yeah. if it's positive, that's great. And then if, like Mark said, if there are a couple of bits that you need to improve on, and then, you know, for next time, whether it's at CGI or somewhere else. But I think it's definitely worth asking for that feedback and to really move mm -hmm. yourself and push yourself forward. Brilliant. Well, it's been another fantastic webinar. Um, so thank you very much, CJ, for joining us today. Um, as I always say, every Thursday at two o'clock, the webinar will be live on the CGI Hub tomorrow. Um, so make sure you tune in to take, take a look there and make sure you get your applications in um, as soon as possible. On the application form, mention this, mention this webinar. You know, that shows passion, that shows you've taken an hour out of your time. Everybody's really busy, so you've taken an hour out of your time to watch um, and listen to Mark, Esther and Jack. So 
Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us today. Next week, Jessica and I are joined by the engineering consultancy, Amy. So we'll hopefully see you then. But good luck for your applications and we'll see you soon. And Will. Oh. And did I miss you, Will? <laughs> oh, sorry, Will. <laughs> F to Jack, Will and Mark. <laughs> sorry Will I do love you oh that's fine thank you <laughs> we'll end it there that was the perfect way to end it I love you <laughs> my husband's not listening Will I love you <laughs> bye bye everybody bye everyone Thanks, bye 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 b